0: In this episode, I'm sharing a birth story recorded before COVID 19 from one of my wonderful hypnobirthing clients, Suzanne. This birth is in the midwife unit and the labour ward at Aberdeen Maternity Hospital. This is a great example of the importance of knowing how to make decisions and having support in doing this, and how that can help when your plan changes to still feel empowered and have a positive experience. You're listening to the Pregnant in Aberdeen podcast, a podcast for those expecting in the north-east of Scotland. I'm your host, Jade Gordon, clinical hypnotherapist, hypnobirthing teacher and doula. My aim here is to bring you local information, birth stories like we have today, and tips and techniques. So, let's get started. I'm here tonight with Suzanne, who's going to share a wee bit about her birth
1: story. Tell me, how, how old is your wee one now? She's three and a half months now. Gone in so quick. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it still feels fairly recent,
0: though, compared to like some of the people we've heard from have been like a year or more. So uh, still
1: fresh yeah. in your memory. Yeah, that's what it's just a way to say, I probably haven't yeah. forgotten as much as some people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you came along to one of our uh, group courses. And yeah. Obviously I gave you all that homework and stuff to practice (laughs) so what did you enjoy practicing at home
1: um for me I really liked the the mp3s I listened to them every night um more actually I felt they really benefited me during pregnancy because I really struggled to sleep but once I was listening to those mp3s it really made a difference Mm. putting me to sleep and I did some of the counting you know you Visualising and counting down, yes. um, and that, I, to be honest, I still use that now because I, I feel yeah. like if I do that, it puts me in a right. I'm ready to sleep. A lot of the yeah. things that we learn in class are life skills. <laughs> They're good just for parenting, or even yeah. just getting sleep at night. Quite hard, you know, because my little one's right beside me, and it's yeah. hard to not just be Watch checking on her every two minutes. So I do kind of do that to like, right? She's fine. Chill out. Get some sleep. Switch off. Yeah. So, which um, which MP3s were your favorite? What did
0: you? Did um, you...
1: Well, I had the ones that you sent me originally, but um, I wasn't a huge fan of the lady's voice. So, you sent me the other one, which was like the rainbow yes. relaxation technique one, um, and I really liked that one. I liked the different colors and stuff. Yeah, I that one as well. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that one.
0: That's good. Yeah, I really liked that one too. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I sent you it. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about. The last bit of your pregnancy, then when you were going into labor, um, did you go into labor yourself?
1: I did, yes. Uh, so I thought I was maybe in labor. Um, so I went for a walk, like down to the the seafront, which is always what I oh, nice. said, that I wanted to do the sea. Yeah. Kind of me calm and relaxes me and stuff. So we took a walk down the seafront and then back up. And then we, I, I actually decorated my Christmas tree as well after that and then went to sleep um or try to anyway but I was quite calm about it all I wasn't I wasn't even that sure I was in labor yeah. like I knew that I was having contractions but I was like oh, I expected these to be worse so <laughs> I was quite just chilled about it and um I think because we'd like learn so much with you guys and I just kind of knew yeah it just helps me be like okay I need to kind of preserved my energy a bit as well yeah um so try and get some sleep and I just wanted to lie in the bed really so I just did that for a couple of hours until we were ready to go into the mm. hospital itself
0: was it during the day
1: no it was it was like early afternoon when it okay. first started and then yeah mm. overnight and then we went into we didn't go into hospital until the next yeah in the morning the next day so yeah we got into the hospital and I knew that I wanted a water birth, um mm-hmm. if I could So I had myself all kind of prepared for, it could be occupied, it may not be occupied. Um, But luckily when we got into the hospital, it was available. So my plan was to have a water birth. That's what I'd hoped for. And we started off that way. In the water, we had our little lights and we had a playlist that we had all set up. So nice music, nice water, uh, plenty of like snacks as well. So Mm -hmm. I had brought a uh, a Bulb- uh, breakfast biscuits. Yeah, uh, surrounded by crumbs in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, were you hungry? Then you could I was, eat- Yeah, I just. Yeah, I ate the. I went through all my snacks. Just, I just felt <laughs> so, like almost, I felt so relaxed. I felt like I was in a spa or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, and Phil was really like calm as well because he went on the course with me. So I think because we both knew kind of. What was going on and what stage I was at, kind of understanding the the biology of it and the what medical procedures could happen and stuff. I think actually having all that knowledge made it easier to be a bit calmer about it all. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was in the the pool. Uh, they had me in there for about four hours, and I didn't. I was just using the breathing technique, so I wasn't using gas mm-hmm. or anything to start with. And it honestly, like, it felt like, this sounds like a crazy thing to say, but it felt amazing. Like, I just felt like, ah, I, like, I felt really empowered and, and I felt like the breathing was really helping me. I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel worried. Like, yes, I've kind of got this. They took me out and examined me after four hours um, and then I went back in for another four hours. Uh, that's when I started taking the gas and air after that because it it was getting a bit, a bit stronger. It took me... A, while when I was using the gas and air I think that threw off the breathing that I'd doing like the practicing so Phil was really good like Phil was like remember your breathing remember your breathing because he like knew that we'd spoken about it and then once I was able to get the breathing with the gas and air then yeah that was it made a huge difference so I was glad as much as the course was kind of more for my benefit it was really good that he was on it as well, and he knew like that's the kind of thing. And he was doing the um the shoulder squeeze yeah. as well when I was in the ward, like that touch association it was
0: helping yeah. me relax
1: as well. um mm-hmm. And the music, having my own music, just made a world of a difference as well. Because at one point it did pause, and I could hear someone else in the ward. Okay, um, so actually it kind of drowned that out a little bit, yeah. so I didn't, you know, my anxiety wasn't rising because I could hear someone else. Because all I could hear was my own. Music, so yeah, yeah, yeah it makes um, you feel less
0: observed, doesn't it? More like it's your own like homely place rather than yeah. It was, little it little was, stuff.
1: and the the room in the maternity wards where they've got the water pool is really lovely. Like they really do make it nice, and uh, the midwife just kind of sat and we just chatted. She was so yeah. lovely; couldn't have asked for a better midwife. She was so nice and mm-hmm. just like kept us all relaxed and stuff. And we told her that we did the hypnobirthing course, and um. She's like, oh I would have I would have guessed that you'd done something because the yeah. way that I was like breathing. She's like, you can tell when you know someone's done something like that. So yeah. um that made me feel better as well because I was like at least she kinda understands it all and and knows that right. yeah. Yeah, someone um,
0: ask me like will the midwife will they know what everything is or will they
1: accept it or will they think, What are you talking about? But, yeah, yeah. My midwife that were at the doctor's surgery as well when i mentioned to them that i was doing a hypnobirthing course they were all like that's brilliant like they yeah. they are they were all really supportive and i think they've all seen as well the difference that it can make especially if you're likely to be for me um i've been really worried about breathing because when i was younger i had a lot of asthma attacks and i'd hyperventilate when i was panicked that yeah. was the main reason for me that i did hypnobirthing to so that i could feel i was in control of breathing and so much more for me than that, but it really, really helps me with the breathing. Yeah. Like I never, never even thought of reaching for my inhaler once. So really? I don't even know if I took it with me, which is quite bad. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would have had. I really <laughs> that part. Out. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, as the as the birth progressed, I wasn't really moving on. I wasn't dilating, and they eventually suggested that they would break their waters for me. Mm-hmm. And because of everything we'd learned, I kind of knew what that entailed. Yeah. Um, And me and Phil were able, and the midwife as well, who was there were able to have the discussion. And I was like, right, I think I want to hold on a little bit longer. Um, But then eventually it just wasn't happening for me. And uh, the midwife is great as well, because I wasn't too sure at what point I wouldn't be allowed back in the birthing pool or not. But um, she explained it really clearly to me. So we went ahead and she broke my waters for me after that I did go back in the pool for a little bit but the pain was a lot stronger after after I had done that so um that's when I decided to have the morphine Uh, so you can't go in the water after that but I was still in the midwife unit and I still had the um the music playing and the lights and everything and at that point as well I think that's when like Phil's part of the, the process kind of stepped up because that's when mm-hmm. I was needing more reassurance and he was doing yeah. the shoulder and reminding me about the breathing because that's when it started to as the pain get more it's quite it's a lot harder to be relaxed but with him yeah. there he was just yeah and he was really good and yeah he wasn't the um it wasn't his idea to go on the course I'm so glad that he did and so is he because he, he even says himself like he kind of went into it like oh well, I'm not too sure what this is yeah. And the stuff that we learned from it, it made all the difference for him being able to to help me. One thing that I'd always said that I didn't want was an epidural. Um, I was really against the idea of it, but (laughs) I ended up having an epidural. And so it wasn't, by the time that the midwife had suggested it, I really was tired by that point. I'd been in labour for quite a long time so we spoke through the the decision making um and Phil was really good at uh, making sure as well one thing you hadn't I hadn't really thought of is because you're on morphine there's times when you're more lucid than other times on it so he was like making sure that I did know yeah I I did know what I was agreeing to Mm -hmm. it was the right thing for us so we did uh we agreed for the epidural at that point the midwife that I was with got called away for a medical emergency, who so had kind of made the decision, I was ready to go, yeah. and then she left. So we had a bit of a delay. Um, and at that point, I felt like the hypnobirth and really came in to itself as well because I was able to just say, Okay, right, this is the situation, and just kind of do my count in and relax and then kind of prepare myself because I knew at that point I was going to be leaving the midwife unit and into the labor unit. but. Yeah that delay actually helped a bit because it gave me the time to be like right relax yeah exactly exactly um and almost come to terms with it say right this is maybe not exactly how I wanted but you know baby's still doing fine I'm still doing fine this is the safest thing this is the right time for it
0: you're making that choice as well you're not feeling pushed into it it's that an option yeah you remember, yeah. like, the, the class, we like talk about what you want and don't want, and it's all, almost always in the don't want list.
1: But yeah, like yeah.
0: You need it, and it's yeah. it can be a really positive thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and by, and by that point, I think by the point I'd reached that decision to take it, that was when I was starting to come away from being positive about the birth. I was starting to get yeah. to that I can't, I can't do this kind of mind. But yeah, I was like, right, no, I've got to that point now. And I could make the informed decision that yeah, that's what I wanted to yeah. do. Um, and the midwife as well was really good at making sure that it was a decision. It wasn't her saying we need to do this now. You need yeah. to do this now because it was, it was a decision. It wasn't forced upon me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when we went through the labor wards, the midwife finished her shift, then so she went away, and we got a a new one. So they gave me the epidural. Uh, they examined me again and by that point I was fully dilated but they said because they'd given me the epidural they didn't want me pushing or anything for two hours okay um, because it's better to like like baby make their way down and like that was something that I felt like well actually I had the visual in my head of that little video you'd showed of how yes. I the baby like the contractions pushed the baby and everything so I kind of knew in my head what was happening yeah inside my body
0: yeah yeah because
1: exactly. yeah, it, it, it's it's a weird kind of limbo of having these two yeah. hours where I couldn't it didn't feel like anything was happening but I knew in my head like this is like my body's doing its thing and yeah um, this is what's happening um so it's a bit bizarre I phoned my parents I hadn't told them I was in labor until that point so I phoned <laughs> them and was like I'm gonna have a baby within the next probably four or five hours <laughs> it was
0: such a strange phone call to receive.
1: It, it was so—it so, They're like, "How hey, do you know this?" I was like, "Well, yeah, it was." It. <laughs> they did like because they said to relax and try and have a sleep. But for me, by that point, I was just—I wasn't anxious or nervous anymore. I was excited. I was like, "Right, she's she's doing her thing. I'm not feeling in pain anymore. I'm just kind of ready to to meet my baby." So. Yeah, Phil managed to sleep on the floor, but I was not sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then, yeah, after that, they explained to me how I would have to push. And again, I kind of knew all that already. So I knew there wasn't a single part of uh, my birth that was like, oh, I didn't expect that. Like everything kind of was like, "Okay, I knew that could happen. I knew that could happen. Um, So I just felt really informed. Um, but yeah, she said, oh, I can see on the, the screen here, you're having a contraction just now. So she said, try to push, like I've told you. And she said, I'll lift the, the sheet and put my hand on your tummy and I'll be able to feel if you're doing it properly. Yeah. And then she lifted the sheet and was like, oh, oh, your baby's head's out. <laughs> um, I was like, what? And then I this, I started pushing. And then, yeah, she, she was just here. She just arrived. So yeah. she kind of come out herself within the the. The two hours, she'd. Although they were monitoring her heart rate and everything, it never raised to show that yeah. she was arriving. So That's yeah, great. a long, long labour with a very quick end. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: great. So then, did you have her up onto your chest straight away?
1: Yeah, it's like I don't. I because the midwife had got a shock and the midwife had gone and pushed a, a button. Um, to yeah, get, for the other midwife to come. And I, I just picked her up. And held her to me. Yeah. Like, I don't remember making a decision or anything to do it. I just, and held her. yeah. And then the midwife was like, Did you check the specs I was like, No, <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was lovely. And uh Phil got to cut the cord once it had um, stopped Boston and everything as well. Good.
0: So, um yeah. And then, did you, so afterwards, did you get that golden arrow? Did you get time for you guys? Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah so we had uh, skin to skin um, after she arrived and we were in a room for her own uh, for quite a while actually and then um, trying to get her to feed and everything so um, I was breastfeeding from from then and then I got a shower and then that's when they took me up to the the shared world after that so yeah had quite a bit of time with with her just like just the three of us in the room and it's just it's just lovely like you almost the midwife was there for some of it but you know was almost like just forgot she existed yeah yeah, yeah it was lovely so were you in hospital for long I stayed in for two nights so okay. the first night I just had her well I had her at 20 28 minutes past 11 in the morning so it was I'd stayed okay. in that night because she wasn't feeding properly the second night they gave me the choice to either stay in yeah. or not but she wasn't latching on every time we just didn't quite have the hang of feeding and so they offered me the choice to stay another night and give me more support with feeding and I took that option stayed in for another night and just to try and help me get that established and then we went home after that
0: and and then you were were you quite happy going home did you feel comfortable and ready yeah
1: I did but what when we got home I just I think that's like such an overwhelming thing like you just got home and I was like oh my goodness I've got this little thing and I've got all this stuff but it just yeah it was, it was really uh for me I had such a positive birth even though it didn't go how I'd said it I wanted it yeah. to go It was still like really positive empowering experience um the after I'd taken her home that like week or so I think as much as people tell you all oh, your hormones and everything I hadn't quite anticipated just how severe that can be so that was one thing for me that the hypnobirthing still helped with that as well because phil was you know doing the touch on my shoulder when i was when it was getting a bit much for me and i was doing the countdown to kind of relax myself because the craziest thing would would set me off like it was really yeah. windy one night and i was just I like I can't, I can't cope with the wind and i knew i was being it was all in my head i was perfectly safe in my house but I, was like, I just i can't cope with it so just having that hypnotherapy tools in the back of my head, I could be like, yeah. right, relax, you, you know, put on the uh, MP3, get Phil to like squeeze my shoulder and all that, it did, it did help.
0: Good. You obviously, like, you feel like you had a really positive experience. What were the main things that really made your birth positive? What kind of contributed to that feeling positive?
1: I think for me, it was being informed, like, knowing so much and knowing that it was all in my control yes you know, I it, I could make the decision yes I want that no I don't know and I had enough information that I knew about it as well so I wasn't just me going oh no I don't want that it was okay this is the pros this is the cons I don't do I need to decide now or not yeah. like it really that made a big difference to me and I think like I, I said earlier Phil having done the course as well and knowing what to do to support me and knowing like what I wanted and didn't want that had a huge impact. Yeah. Um I think if he hadn't done it and he'd been like running around like a headless chicken, that wouldn't have helped. Hell yeah. Um, that was relax. So helpful. <laughs> <laughs> would have been chucking him out the room, Going, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: luckily that wasn't the case. And uh what advice would you give to other um, pregnant women when preparing for their birth?
1: I think well I think and I would recommend to to anyone I've said that to a few Mm -hmm. of my friends I wasn't sure or not when I signed up and now I think my birth experience would have been totally different if I hadn't done the course I think I would have been a much more prone to kind of get anxious or panic if I hadn't had all that even if you think like because I kind of thought oh it might be a bit like airy-fairy or or you know I wasn't quite sure what to expect (laughs) but it's difference of even just being able to be like okay just relax myself It just yeah. can't explain how much of a difference uh, that made and I was always like oh I'm just gonna go in like ignorant like my body will just take care of it I don't want to know I did a completely 360 I like that I need to know everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I
0: think like honestly like I'm biased I, yeah I really agree feel that it's important to know like as much as you can like beforehand really understand that want to bury your head in the sand like I do understand it I remember but um oh it makes such a difference if the more you learn And
1: even in the lead up to it like when you know because you're it's a scary thing you're just like sitting there waiting for this like major thing to happen and it is scary but being able to be like okay I am scared but I know you know that this could happen and I know how to relax myself yeah. and I know, you know, if I can control my breathing and if I can understand like and listen to my body, then I'm going to make it easier on me. I'm going to make it easier on the baby. it's going to make everything. I think like, you enjoy your
0: pregnancy more when you're being more, you're more informed and you're learning to relax. You can enjoy your pregnancy more than just thinking, especially that last trimester as you get closer to birth. Well, oh, that's great. Thanks so much for sharing with us tonight. No, it's great to hear that how heterobarthing can be such a positive thing when things don't go exactly to plan as well, and when
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe you end up with something that you
1: didn't want to start with, but you know, you ha- you accept it in a really positive way. And that's it. like if, if you'd said to me in advance you're going to have an epidural, that would have sent me into it because I was, yeah. I just really hated the idea of it. But when it was happening, I was like, okay, like I can accept this, yeah, and I can deal with this. And I can make this positive, like it's still, you know, it's still going to be a good birth experience for me, yeah. um, and that's why I draw that line <laughs>
0: from the <yeah>. door. <laughs> it's yeah. like I draw the, the arrow to, <laughs> towards the positive, yeah. because it really can be. And yeah. these things are there for us if we need them, aren't they? Like twenty-four hours yeah. a day, like for free, available. And that's, you know, it's great that we yeah. have that option if, if we need it. There's Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks Thanks. very much. And um, you have a a nice peaceful evening now.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much to Suzanne again for sharing your birth story, both initially and for allowing me to share it here on the podcast as well. If you have a birth story from Aberdeen or the northeast of Scotland that you'd like to share, do get in touch. You can email me, jade at pregnantinaberdeen.com. Here's a couple of points I want you to take away from this birth story. Firstly, the importance of being involved in decision making. Asking all the questions you have and making empowered choices. And because this is so important, we have a podcast focusing on this coming up in the next month. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Secondly, how helpful a birth partner can be when they really learn tools and techniques and they know what you want and how to support you. I always encourage partners to come along to hypnobirthing classes, especially if they're sceptical. And remember, it doesn't have to be your husband, wife, etc. Your partner can be anyone you choose. Finally, The importance of the time after birth, that fourth trimester or that postnatal period. As Suzanne says, there's a huge fluctuation in hormones and it's a lot to ride that, especially after you've had a long labour, you're trying to learn how to breastfeed, trying to learn how to care for a baby. It's a lot to adjust to. And that's exactly what we'll be covering in episode six next time, where I'm joined by Victoria White, a local birth and postnatal doula. So make sure you don't miss that one. Thanks for listening. Head over to the show notes for this episode at pregnantinaberdeen.com forward slash episode five, where you'll find links to additional free resources and links to my upcoming hypnobirthing classes in Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire and also online. Thanks again for being here with me today and do get in touch if you have any questions or need anything at all. You can email me jade at pregnantinaberdeen.com and I'll be back very soon with our next episode. I hope you have a lovely week. If you're more than 20 weeks pregnant, come and join me on Saturday the 24th of June from 9am to 1pm for our next hypnobirthing class in Chapelton, near Newton Hill. You'll find a link to all our classes at pregnantinaberdeen.com